everybody up. This is Herded Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. You'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. It's a great day to be a Bison fan. North Dakota State Valley opener at Illinois State. Noon kick 4-0. Undisputed heavyweight kings of the FCS. But then again, friends, aren't all days great days? To be a bison. You bet they are. You bet they are. Even for Twins fans, that was a rough night for us last night, wasn't it? Minnesota Twins fans. I'm a Twins fan. Debated wearing a Twins hat with my bison gear to the studio. It's one game. Step back from the ledge. We're on full uh, watching for the, the meltdown alert if the bison, if the unthinkable were to happen, down goes the bison this afternoon. If that unthinkable scenario were to play out, I've got a few friends, including uh, a guy we'll call my twin brother. We're on high alert with the twins going down, and if the bison were to fall, I don't know if he could handle that in one day. Boy, oh boy, that was that was a rough one. It's going to get better today, though, folks. North Dakota State, first Valley game road trip. Coming off the bye week, NDSU is 30-0 going back to 2005. North Dakota State is 30-0 in football games, including seven national championships coming off an off week. That bodes well for us. But ugh, you're in your car, you're having that morning coffee. Having that donut at home, getting things cranked up. I know what you're saying. Swan, Illinois State, they're coming off an off week, too. They sure are. They are coming off an off week. Does that give any team any sort of advantage? I think it's a wash. I think that's a wash today with both teams having two weeks to prepare on one another. And even if they didn't have two weeks, I wouldn't make much of that anyway. I think, I think as our friend Billy Shakespeare said, it's much ado about nothing. These these teams, the Bison and the Redbirds, they know each other very, very well. There's no secrets between these foes. They're both physical. They both have monster offensive lines. They're both salty. Saltier than a gas station bag of popcorn with their defensive fronts. They're both very well coached. Matt Entz and his crew, Brock Spack and his gang of ruffians. They both want to run the football. So this isn't a situation where you're heading into a game like two weeks ago, two weeks ago against UC Davis, and there's going to be some unexpected. There's going to be some wrinkles. How's Danny Hawkins going to handle the Fargo Dome with his All-American quarterback, Jake Mayer? What's that? Three-man front from UC Davis going to be with their monster defensive linemen. There were a lot of unknowns. We don't have this. You could give these teams three days off. 
to play each other. You got tape going back a decade. And if you put that tape on, one of the comments Illinois State head coach Brock Spack has made this week leading up to a monster Missouri Valley Conference showdown. And even in the offseason, different names, same players, same team. Jabril Cox, like his old, is like his coach, former linebacker Grant Olson, and Nick DeLuca, and Esley Thornton, or up front with Zach Johnson and Dylan Radons, hearkening back to the days of Joe Hag, Trey Lance, some pretty good quarterbacks to do it for the Bison, guys like Easton Stick, Carson Wentz, Brock Jensen. Josh Hayes, Marquise Bridges, Michael Tutsi, who leads the FCS in interceptions at safety, Robbie Grimsley, Trey Dempsey, Christian Dudzik, Colton Hegel. Point being, there's always been really good players for the Bison, and the MO is the same, and the same goes for Illinois State. Marshawn Coprich, All-American running back. Trey Roberson. One of the best quarterbacks in the Valley in the last decade. They've got good skill kids. All-American James Robinson. We mentioned their massive offensive line that goes 6'4", 6'5", 315 up front. They've got a decent quarterback in Brady Davis. We're going to find out how good that junior transfer out of Memphis is this afternoon. There are a lot of similarities between these football teams. Points will come at a premium today, and I got, we'll bring on uh, Chase Miller from 740, the fan, and Nolan Schmidt in a few minutes. They're, they're standing by to come, on, come and relieve Swanee in case I get a phone call saying, my baby's on the way, my wife and I, we're 40 weeks pregnant, she's at home resting, and if I get the call on the Swan phone that says, uh, baby Swan is on the way, I'm hightailing it out of the studio here. Righty coming in from the bullpen. Two righties coming in from the bullpen to uh, take over. These two teams are very, very similar. There's not going to be a lot of surprises. You might see a a wrinkle or two. That's not going to dictate the game. It's going to be all about execution and which team executes better, which team takes care of the football. With both teams wanting to establish the run game, it could come down to a home run ball. Let's, Let's rewind to that. 2017 National Championship game, evenly matched, North Dakota State, James Madison. On these airwaves, the three amigos right here, we told you. Home run ball, big play, could decide the football game. That could happen today in a a 17-14, 21-17, 26-14 kind of ball game where if Christian Watson or Phoenix Sproles can slide behind the defensive backs and blow the top off, That could be the difference. You can't have turnovers. If there's one area the Bison have played very well in non-conference play, in my mind, the most impressive resume, 4-0, wins against several ranked opponents, going out to Delaware, getting a big road win. The one area of concern, the Bison, by and large, Trey Lance, no turnovers. Does not have a single turnover. But the Bison have had a case of the drop sees a little bit. Now, I'm not talking necessarily about dropping passes, but they've put the ball on the carpet a couple times. A buffed handoff here or there between Trey and Ty Brooks. 
Ty Brooks has put one on the ground. Christian Watson has put one on the ground. When you do that on the road in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, it's going to be a bad day. And if I were a betting man, if I were a betting man the last two weeks, I would surmise one of the things North Dakota State has worked on, especially with their running backs and wide receivers, is ball security protecting that football. If I'm Brock Spack and his coaching staff and I'm watching tape of the buys and I notice that, that sticks out. And I say, when you get those buys and skill kids, you tie them up and you come in there and you try to rake that football out. You try to hammer, tomahawk that ball out. That's going to be awfully important. But it's a great test. Chase Miller, Nolan Schmidt. It's a great test to see what this Bison team is all about. What we've learned about the Bison team in the non-conference as far as their identity, they have a lot of talent, and we've talked about that. They have a lot of potential. Code Green is very, very stout. There are a lot of game-differentiating playmakers, whether it's a Michael Tutsi or a Jabril Cox or a Derek Tuska on defense. But that pales in comparison to what we're going to learn in the next few weeks as the Bison enter a month where they have four ranked opponents in the next five games. And I'll throw it to you first, Nolan. Getting a win today in normal Illinois is critically important. You always want to get the Valley win. And we've heard Bison coaches going back to the days of Craig Bowl. And then Chris Kleiman and now Matt Ants. The goal every year, they don't talk publicly about winning national championships, but what do they say? Their goal is always winning the Missouri Valley Football Conference and going from there. And if the Bison hope to stretch their streak of eight consecutive Missouri Valley crowns, it's important to start off right and get a big win on the road this afternoon against Illinois State. And it doesn't get a whole lot easier when Northern Iowa comes to to the Fargo Dome next week for homecoming. But, you know, I, I think you look at this this month of October, Swanee, and, and I mean, you can kind of count in the, the game at Youngstown on November 2nd, I think it is, if I have my date right, that Saturday in, in Youngstown. I mean, these next five games, and, and this is the Missouri Valley that we need to be anticipating, right? We need to be anticipating that week in and week out. North Dakota State is going to be playing a ranked team, whether it's, you know, a, a Youngstown team that's 18th for some reason, even though they're 4-0, or, you know, a number three, number four, number two South Dakota State team when that game comes in Brookings. But the really interesting thing, guys, is there was this little nugget, and I brought it up earlier this week to you, Swanee, in the game notes that says the last tw- – of, of the last uh, – this is the eighth time in 12 years that North Dakota State, since joining the Missouri Valley – that they've opened the conference season on the road. That's the eighth time in 12 years, and they're 8-3 and three in those games. They lost the first three games consecutively in 08, 09, and 10, I believe, and then they've won eight consecutive openers on the road. So that bodes well. I mean, if history tells us anything, it bodes well for NDSU to say, we've won the last eight consecutive road home, home or road conference openers now we can translate that to, to to normal Illinois today. I think that's just a, a really interesting stat. And one, it's interesting how 
eight of the 12 years North Dakota State's opening up conference play on the road. It's a hatchet job, <laughs> friends. Patty Vitorito, commissioner of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. They're sitting in a back room with big cigars, smoke-filled room. They're intentionally doing that. It's a hatchet job. It's not a hatchet job. I don't know how that shakes out, Chase Miller. It's a great stat. Going on the road is tough, and going on the road eight times to kick off Valley play, no question you'd rather be in the Fargo Dome. But we've seen this team go out to Delaware, and we hear coaches, and even Coach Entz has said it, when you go on the road, the Bison have a formula to do that. The game plan is down in this impressive streak, this dynastic run. By and large, those losses aren't coming exclusively on the road. They're coming at the Fargo Dome. Semifinal game, 2016, James Madison, 2011, the only loss. Youngstown State at home, 2012, the only loss. Indiana State at home, 2014, the only loss there on the road to UNI. 2015, one of the two losses that year, South Dakota at home. So Bison, their game, it's that deep Chase Miller from 740, the fan getting back from covering all kinds of football Last night, the the journeymen having all kinds of tasks and fulfilling them well here on 740 AM, The Fan. This is Heard It Here with Swanee. NDSU's brand of football translates on the road. That tough defensive game, taking care of the football and running the ball, no matter where you're playing and what weather conditions you're playing in. And we might get some weather in normal Illinois. There's a 50% chance of showers this afternoon. That's a formula that juxtaposes itself well when you get on the plane to take the show on the road. It really does. And the one thing here, Swanee, you're mentioning streaks. I mean, there's a lot of them today, right? The Bison have a seven-game winning streak against Illinois State. The Bison have a 25-game winning streak coming into this evening's, uh, this afternoon's contest. The Bison are 30-0 and 0 since 2005 when they get a bye week to prep for a team. So there's a lot of streaks on the line here for NDSU. And then the other thing is this is going to be the earliest kickoff. I mean, really, I mean, you look at this week, it's a noon kick. You know, next week's a 1 o'clock kick. For the most part, NDSU plays a lot of games in that 2 to 2.34 o'clock time range once they get into Valley play, so it's going to be an earlier game similar to what they had to go up and play in Delaware you know, earlier this season and Matt Entz made uh, you know, a comment on that earlier in the week during his Monday press conference saying, you know what, the game at Delaware probably was good for us because now we're used to playing at an earlier time. We're used to when our you know pregame meal is going to be the final meetings before we get to the kickoff. So at the end of the day, is Illinois State going to be a nice test without question? The Bison are 14-point favorites, the only bigger favorite in conference play this week is South Dakota State at home against Southern Illinois. The Rabbits are 19-point favorites against the Salukis down in Brookings. So this will be a good test for NDSU. Now the question becomes, does Illinois State come out a little uh, hungry because they're down a couple of their big playmakers and do they galvanize themselves as a team do they come up with something that NDSU hasn't seen offensively or defensively or maybe even special teams wise to maybe have a block punt or a block extra point with that extra week or does Illinois State really hand the ball off to James Robinson a whole lot more and rely on the run game and if the run game is not there how can NDSU pull their ears back I'm curious early on Swanee what the makeup of Illinois State's offense is against this Bison defense how they go out and attack it and on the flip side Hey, you know what? NDSU just needs to get off to a little bit better of a start. They got off to a great start against UC Davis. Don't get me wrong, but they need to add on to it. Instead, it was a three and out, got the ball, big punt return, 30-yard touchdown drive, and boom, you thought, here we go again. NDSU is going to win in a, in, a, in a walking away 
but then they didn't match it the next two, three possessions. That's what NDSU will have to do today down in Normal, Illinois. They don't call this show the fastest hour in local morning radio for nothing, folks. That's analysis. You can't get anywhere else on Bias and Talk from Chase Miller and Nolan P. Schmidt here on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan, make sure to check out our show page at 740thefan.com. Click on the podcast tab. Go to Heard It Here with Swanee. And also, I'm inviting you cordially to subscribe to the podcast here, the Thunder and Heard cast. That we do every week, bringing you more great buys and content and insight. You can do that for free on Apple iTunes. Search Thundering Herdcast or click on that podcast link on 740thefan.com and go to the show page for the Thundering Herdcast. Made possible by our sponsors, Seabird Power Sports, Yankee Insurance, Welton's Tire Service, and Altendorf Trucking and Express. We're going to break down some interesting analytics as we move along here this morning, including the third down defenses for both North Dakota State and Illinois State, two of the best third down defenses in the country. Illinois State, got to keep Trey Lance clean today. Got to keep him clean and upright. The Redbirds lead the FCS in sacks. They've got 20 sacks. I think we got some sound from Trey Lance. We'll play here coming back from the break. And the other thing I want to talk about, a big topic amongst FCS fans, this week is trying to get college game day to an FCS location, tweeting all kinds of stuff, a Twitter barrage to college game day. And I want to talk about that because on one hand, you got to love the folks from the subdivision pushing their product. But on the other, are we really begging for table scraps, telling a TV show it's on for three hours, two, two hours of content, one hour of commercials, Come do 60 seconds to cover us. Throw us some table scraps. Is that unbecoming? Is that desperate like a stinky cologne? We'll talk about all of that and more coming up on Heard It Here with Swanee. Every week, Swanee goes one-on-one with NDSU's Playmakers, the guys who make it happen for the Bison and continue the program's tradition and excellence. These guys are the strength of the herd. We bring you the, yeah, boy, I'm tripping over scratchy throat here. Bear with me, folks. We're doing all right. It's Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, the fan and 107.3 FM as I try to drink coffee and not have it dribble all over my North Dakota state vest. We have Chris Mickelson out there listening, sending us a message. Thanks for listening, Chris. We do appreciate that. And we bring you the interviews with the playmakers that matter most earlier this week, Chase had an opportunity to sit down and visit with North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance, a sensation. Here's Chase's discussion with number five. Head coach Matt Ann said, you know, it's all about winning your first and winning the first game of the season, winning your first uh, row game. Now this is your first conference game of the season. So what does this now eight-game stretch, you know, it starts at Illinois State on Saturday. What does this represent for this football team? I think there's a lot of excitement uh, going around right now. You know, I think we're hungry to get back at it, you know, after maybe we didn't feel like we played our best uh, as an offense. Uh, me personally, you know, against UC Davis, uh, thankful to get a win. But, uh, you know, we're really hungry, ready to get back out there against Illinois State. What did you learn then about that game? 
game against UC Davis and more importantly about the non-conference of yes this team is 4-0 but obviously there's still room to improve yeah I think we learned a lot uh, about ourselves you know as a young group uh, inexperienced maybe but uh, you know we battled a lot of adversity I think against UC Davis and I think it showed uh, you know it's what great teams do is find a way to win what were the things that the offense worked on as a unit in the bye week even though yes you didn't have to worry about a game on Saturday you still had practice you still had to go to school but what were some of the things that you worked on in terms of you know Monday through Thursday as, as a unit yeah, I think honestly not playing our best might have been a good thing you know going into bye week just because you know we were hungry going into bye week it wasn't uh, you know we didn't just go through the motions I felt like we really got better uh, and really got something out of it so I think just just more chemistry with the receivers just working different routes uh, seeing different defenses you know seeing Illinois State uh, you know what they do defensively you know they're a really good team uh, I think two weeks to prepare for them was a good thing and now you go up against a unit that has a pretty big uh, defensive line and the Redbirds are going to a spot where last year was snow this year hopefully you don't have to worry about snow down in normal but what does the front seven present as a challenge do you think coming up on Saturday against the Redbirds here Trey? Yeah they're a really good team you know maybe one of the best D lines we've seen uh, experienced secondary have a really experienced safety that has been playing for a few years uh, a lot of good players a lot of talented players but uh, you know we, we just got to be ready to go uh, you go through a little bit here Trey and you're developing relationships obviously with Phoenix you're developing relationships obviously with the tight ends, the running back spot. So the four games, uh, there's not necessarily a go-to man because you look on the stat list and it seems like everyone's getting the wealth, everyone's getting their touches. So how hard of how hard is that, you think, for other teams to go, hey, there's not just Phoenix that I got to, you know, or, or Watts, and I got to worry about, you know, on any level, it could be anybody on any given Saturday. Yeah, I think that's big for us, you know, spreading the ball around. Uh, and it just, I trust all those guys, you know, they put in the work and they're ready to go for, uh, for the, their opportunities that they get in the game, uh, whether it's running backs, tight ends, or receivers. So, and I think we got really deep rooms, really talented rooms, uh, and a lot of guys that catch the ball. For Missouri Valley Conference play, what's this represent now for this team? We kind of talked about it, non-conference to conference. It's a different season. Obviously, there's a big lineage and history of winning conference championships here. So is there much that needs to be said going into this week? Understand that, yes, it's it's a, it's not this different season, but it is a different part of the schedule. Yeah, I think, you know, I think this is the biggest thing is coming off a of bye week. You know, we're hungry. We're ready to go. Uh, get back out there. It feels like it's been a while since we've been out there on a Saturday. So, uh, you know, we're going to be ready to go. It's going to be a lot of fun going out this week. Last thing for you, uh, you know, how have you been able to develop with the wide receivers on the outside as each game goes along? How have you been able to develop with that receiving core? Uh, it's been a lot of fun, uh, Christian and Zach, uh, especially uh, just getting to know those guys more, uh, getting to spend more time with them, maybe off the field, uh, especially this last week. Uh, but those guys are really talented. You know, it's super fun to throw to them, super fun to work with them. Uh, we're always talking about, you know, different ways we can run routes and stuff like that. Uh, and they're creative, so it's a lot of fun to work with them. North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance talking with 740 The Fans. Chase Miller earlier in the week about North Dakota State's first conference game on the road at Illinois State. One of the big things I took away from that interview, and Coach Ants has talked about it in the last few weeks since that Davis game, and the Bison players themselves talked about it afterwards, especially offensively, was the need to play better. How the Bison felt like they didn't play their best game that they didn't execute like they wanted to execute. To me, that's a big story today. That's a big story. Going into the year, we heard about all this youth on the Bison offense and a lot of young wide receivers, and there were some drop passes against Davis, and they didn't quite hit on the plays or execute how they wanted to. Will North Dakota State come out today offensively and put together a clean football game to do that? To do that, guys, the Bison don't need to score 40 points or 50 points, but they need to put together some drives. They need to take care of the football. Illinois State 
is one of the best defenses in the Valley with their front seven. North Dakota State needs to stay ahead of the sticks. They can't put themselves in the third and seven and third and eights like they did for a lot of the day against UC Davis. They have to be able to run the ball effectively on first and second down to set up those third and threes and third and twos. And when the play is there on the first and ten, those play actions, and you got Gindorf coming down the seam or a guy behind the defense, the buys and wide receivers have to make those plays. Trey has to find them, and they have to convert on the big play when the opportunity is there. To me, that's going to be a big deal this afternoon in normal Illinois. I mean, do, do you go – I don't know if you want to take a home run ball if you're Tyler Roll right away, right? I mean, we've seen it over the course of the past four games. He's gone for that big play, you know, in the first quarter, in the first drive even sometimes. Do you do that in a game, you know, with a decent amount of magnitude attached to it where you want to go 1-0, you want to go start the conference slate off right? Do you open it up with, with a big play or do you open it up with a methodical drive down the field? I, I think, guys, we might see – I don't want to say – I don't want to say it like – Tyler Rolls pulling the reins back on Trey Lance on these young wide receivers or anything like that. But I would almost say opening Valley play, you almost want to go with a more, not formulaic, but a more methodical methodical and something you know is going to work. You know running the football is going to work eventually. You know know, Ben Ellison, Noah Gindorf, Josh Babich, those guys are going to work. So I do you do that? I, I don't know. I don't know if I see a home run ball early in this game. That, that's a great point, Nolan and Chase. Let me throw this to you. When you think about Illinois State's offense, how Brady Davis is only completing 50% of his passes, as good as James Robinson is, if you're a team that's in third and long all day, which Illinois State has a propensity to do because they're only converting, I think, on something like 32% of their third down attempts, which is uh, in the bottom half, of the FCS, if you're the code green defense, if you're Tyler Roll in the buys an offense, maybe the game plan is to play a little bit more conservative, take care of the football, and try to put together those methodical drives where if you're thinking, how many points do we need to win this game? If you think 24 points gets you the win, maybe you're not taking the shots down the field. That's a, I think that's a really good question. It's uh, one thing we've always said. If the Bison can score 20-some points, they're going to be in every game just how they play their brand of football unless, for whatever reason, they have a big miscue defensively or they have a special teams uh, play that goes awry. But for North Dakota State, if they score 21, 24 points, they're going to be right you know, in this football game regardless of if it's Illinois State, Indiana State, Missouri State you know, in conference play. And to Nolan's point about taking a shot early, if Tyler Roll on that first play says – okay, uh, they're only putting six guys in the box, and we kind of spread it out, and we see that they're playing a man or zone. Now it's probably going to be, does Trey Lance run the football more? Are we going to put more RPO plays and maybe let Lance have uh, 10, 11 you know, rushes in the game that aren't necessarily attributed just to Lance running, but maybe it's a read option with Ty Brooks or Dimitri Williams or a jet sweep coming in the backfield and letting Lance make the best play. But if they come and Illinois State says, you know what? We're going to put seven, eight guys in the box, maybe a single high safety. We're going to put our corners on an island. Then all of a sudden, maybe Tyler goes, hey, Trey, you got one-on-one with Phoenix. You got one-on-one with Watson. Maybe we're going to put some tight end packages out together. Maybe we do a little slip screen on the outside for a running back. 
I, I think the determination of how Illinois State starts this game, whether they want to say we're going to take away a little bit, maybe more of the – if they spread it out, maybe take away more of the pass, which allows NDSU to run because if they feel like their front six or front seven can do the job without bringing any extra help down because we heard Matt Ant say earlier on Monday that this might be the best front seven that North Dakota State has gone up against so far, especially with the line play for Illinois State. If the Redbirds can do that early on, then NDSU's ability to rush the football will be key. However – if if they bring an extra safety down or bring someone else in the box, then I think to Nolan's point, taking a shot early and Trey Lance converting on it, kind of like Kirk Cousins missing Adam Thielen in the Bears game. <laughs> oh, you don't, you, you, you don't want to Twins have, lose and you're throwing that <laughs> at me wow. too. You, you, you don't want to have to worry about that early on if Lance does miss a play like that, if you get my point. And, and I think like to, to your point, Chase, I mean, if Tyler Roll wants to put, you know, 14 points on the board right away, you know, you have to assume the defensive game plan is to get the ball out of James Robinson's hands, right? The ball, the, the you want to put the game in Brady Davis's mm-hmm. hands. Third and line. Right? And, yeah. and, and I think if you take shots down the field and want to put 14, 17 points up in the first half maybe and rely on Brady Davis to win Illinois State the football game, you can win with 17 points that way because I, I personally, I don't know if I trust Brady Davis to bring the Redbirds all the way back to that in that deficit. And that's that's such a great discussion. We'll elaborate and unpack that more after the break on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM The Fan, 107.3 FM. You can listen live at 740thefan.com. Make sure to check out our show page. Click on the podcast tab and also subscribe to the Thunder and Herdcast on Apple iTunes. Search Thundering. Herdcast offensively, Illinois State, they're going to be looking at this game a lot like North Dakota State. And if you're the Redbirds offense, you're thinking, protect the ball. Let's try to get some third and shorts. And that's that's the big key. Which team is going to be in third and two and third and three and able to run the ball? Because if Illinois State is backed up and they're in third and seven and James Robinson, if the Bison can do an effective job of containing him, the Bison have a tremendous shot at winning this football game. We'll tell you why. Coming back on Heard It Here with Sewanee. Listen here, boys and country, as Swanee and the rest of the folks at the home ranch lasso up the good, bad, and mostly the ugly. The really ugly. Like a hard day and night of tailgating for 15 hours ugly of NDSU's opponents on the Thundering Herd cast. Go a little too tall, Tom Shemansky on the weather in normal Illinois this afternoon. A mix of clouds and sun this morning, followed by increasing clouds with showers developing this afternoon. Thunder possible. High near 70, winds south-southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 40%. That could impact the football game. It's going to be a run-heavy game the way it is. This game kicks at noon. With the way these two teams run the football, it could be done by 2.30 or 3 o'clock. And fellas, Nolan Schmidt of Bison Illustrated, make sure to check out all the Bison content, including my column, Shameless Self-Promotion. That's what I do Baby at bisonillustrated.com. You can hear the Bison Illustrated podcast that Nolan and I are doing every week. The team that's able to throw the football, and I'm not talking eye-popping 300 yards, picking up where we left off after the break. Want to thank our sponsors, Seaberg Power Sports, Yankee Insurance, Welton's Tire Service, and Altendorf Trucking and Express. I'm not talking throwing for three or 400 yards. 
And Brady Davis had a monster day before the off week against Northern Arizona. That's Northern Arizona. That's not North Dakota State. And Bison fans out there listening are saying, Swanee, we uh, we gave up 422 yards against UC Davis, and Jake Mayer was slicing and dicing and curling and frying our secondary up and throwing it all over. Brady Davis in the Illinois State passing game is not Jake Mayer. The top two wide receivers for Illinois State are out. They're not playing today. They're injured. So the quarterback that can put together that 15 a 21 day or 14 and 19 for a buck 80, no interceptions and two touchdowns. To me, that's outside of the things you're going to hear. You tune on the game, North Dakota statewide NBC, KVLY, our buddy Brian Sean, Ryan Gellner, and Lee Timmerman with the call. You can see the graphic right now. I can see it in my head. Keys to the game. Protect the ball. No turnovers. I think the team that can have the quarterback putting together that workmanlike day with no interceptions and moving the sticks on those third and sixes, third and sevens, that team wins a football game today. The the traditional uh, storyline tells us that that would probably be Trey Lance, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you look at Illinois State's offense, and there's a reason why James Robinson is a Walter Payton Award, nom- or not nominee, he was a nominee last year, but a favorite this year. He has eight rushing touchdowns in four games, guys. That's incredible. That's two touchdowns per game. I think he's averaging 108 yards a game rushing. But I look on the flip side of Brady Davis, and I see four passing touchdowns to four interceptions against Northern Illinois, their one FBS game, which you know they, they competed in. They, I mean, they had chances to win the football game. But likely, if you're a top-tier Missouri Valley team, Swanee, like you told me this week, you probably should be you know at least probably beating Northern Illinois, a MAC team. Then you play Moorhead State. That's not a that's not a solid non-conference matchup. Then you play Eastern Illinois, another not really solid non-conference matchup. And then you play a Big Sky defense in Northern Arizona, who was on the fringe last year, had their quarterback not gotten hurt. And I get that their quarterback this year is same guy, Walter Payton, you know, watch list guy. But at the same time, we had to assume that there was going to be some offense in that game. I Like I said before the break, guys, I don't think looking at Brady Davis's body of work, and we saw it last year, he struggled against North Dakota State's pass rush. In, and I get it, it's in the Fargo Dome. It was his first time playing in the Fargo Dome. You, you can make that case for a lot of quarterbacks. But I, I don't know if Brady Davis has the intangibles to hold up for four quarters against Code Green. And, and that's why I'm curious with the bye week that Illinois State had, too. What, yeah, if, they put what, wrinkles what, what did Brock Spack do a little bit offensively here to maybe – you know, do is there going to be a wildcat package with James Robinson? Is there going to be more uh, RPOs with Robinson? What are they going to do to get the ball out of his hands quickly? It kind of goes back to why is Tom Brady Tom Brady? Well, when you look at it, when he has the football, they're not going for the 30, 40, 50-yard home run shot all the time. They're getting the ball out of his hands quickly and getting it to the playmakers on the boundary. Now with two of their guys out, Who's or do you have do you, do you have the confidence in a freshman or an underclassman that's coming in compared to what they had before with two of their wide receivers out? That's a big development early on to see how they call plays and where they go with the football for Illinois State. And then on the opposite side too, I mean, I know you guys mentioned it earlier, and uh, you know I'm going to talk about this on, on FCS Saturday a little bit, and I'm, I'm curious if you're Illinois State. How much of a game is this? Not necessarily a must-win, but with what they have left on their schedule coming up this year, it's one of those games where if you lose and you go 0-1 in conference play, then you were to stumble you know, week number two. All of a sudden, you look up and you're 500 overall and you're 0-2 in conference play. 
And this is one of those games which could really catapult Illinois State in not just the conference, but the national landscape today if they can come away with the victory. If they lose, and they lose by what the odds makers are predicting, 14 points, and it doesn't look good at home and normal, all of a sudden the Redbirds, they have some explaining to do you know, moving forward, and the Bison then, they just keep doing what they've been doing, which is 5-0, 1-0 in conference play and looking to win another share of the Valley or win it outright. You referenced the Vikings, and as a Vikings fan watching the Bears game last weekend, Adam Thielen on Sunday night had some words of choice implicating Kurt Cousins' ability to throw the ball. I will paraphrase. It was something like, you can have the best running back in the league like we do, but if you can't complete the big plays and throw the ball, you're one-dimensional, and that doesn't work in the game of football. And the same the same can be said here. Illinois State's going to want to feed the beast in James Robinson, but I don't care how good James Robinson is. It doesn't matter. If they can't, if they're not a threat to throw the ball, if North Dakota State puts Illinois State in third and long, and vice versa, mm-hmm. the same is true on the flip side of it. Neither one of those teams is built offensively. It's not to say Trey Lance isn't a playmaker. It's not to say that Phoenix Sproles and Christian Watson and Zach Mathis and Ty Brooks can't take it to the house every time they touch the ball. But the way these teams are built, you're built to move the sticks. You're built to put together drives. You want to run the ball. You're used to playing with a lead. You don't want to throw the ball 30 or 40 times. If either one of the teams is forced to do that today, that's bad news bears. The Bison don't want to throw 30 times. Illinois State doesn't want to throw 30 times. They want the running back, whether it's, I think, whatever team, and it's cliche, but football isn't rocket science, man. It's not rocket science. How have the Bison won seven of the late, seven of the last eight national championships? How have they won eight straight conference championships? Running the ball and playing defense. That's the story of today. Which team can do that more effectively? And that, that, ties into inextricably and precipitously into that passing game. Because if you can run the ball and you're starting to get some one-on-one matchups on the edge, you're going to have more success throwing the football. They're going to have to respect that. So for me, guys, it's it's a tale, and we've talked about it this morning on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, the fan and 107.3 FM. These two teams, it's like looking into a mirror. It's like looking into a mirror. What I want to unpack after the commercial break is the FCS nation push to get game day to an FCS location. Is it warranted or is it begging for table scraps? Like one of my dogs sitting next to me while I'm eating supper and saying, hey, man, you should give me a little bit of that chicken. We'll talk about that more coming back on uh, Heard It Here with Swatty. <laughs> We're taking it to the bank as Swanee brings you his lock-solid prediction for this week's game. Just <clears throat> don't bet the house on it or anything, okay? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Should ESPN's college game day come to an FCS location near you? That is the question we're going to debate on the closing minutes of Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan want to thank our great Great sponsors, Seaberg Power Sports, Yankee Insurance, Walton's Tire Service, and Altendorf Trucking and Express. And just as I was ripping on, I, I don't know why. I don't mean to be salty. I don't have a turd in my cereal, but I think I've become the bane. I have become the bane of other FCS fan bases. He's salty. I'm salty. 
salty have become the bane, like the, the JMU fan base, the Eastern Washington fan base. I, I tweet something innocuous telling them how much their schools stink and how much their tailgatings are terrible, and they come at me like a pack of hyenas or malicious dogs. I don't understand it. I, I put the truth on the line. More red meat. More red meat. The unvarnished truth. You can't handle the truth, JMU. So as I, as I was saying that, and how it's a little unbecoming to beg for scraps. Apparently, the FCS folks, Craig Haley, Brian McLaughlin, and the boys, they're smarter than I am on this stuff. Watch it game day on the studio here at television. They've got a big promo going into break as we were going into our last break. And there's a shot of game day in downtown Fargo with the Fargo Theater talking about different game day locations. Now, some of you out there listening, you saw it. We don't have the volume on. I don't know what the context was. Because after they showed Fargo, they showed a military well, military ship, a big cruiser. But game day is just not going to come to any FCS location. There's probably three schools in the FCS that have a realistic shot to do it. And the game day doesn't care about FCS matchups. It doesn't matter who the Bison are playing. It doesn't matter if it's the brawl of the wild. It's about looking good on TV and putting together a good product. And realistically, there's probably only three schools in the entire FCS that could do that. And I think, you know, you bring up a good point. I mean, college game day came to Fargo when they were playing Delaware State and Incarnate Word. Both of those games turned out to be complete duds, right? Bison dominated those two games, and those were non-conference games. I mean, we're we're in a different, you know, I, I know there was a heavy conversation last year about college game day coming for the Dakota Marker game in week four, I think it was, the, the opener of the conference season, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking about all the places that you can make a case for, and it's it's Fargo, it's Harrisonburg, where JMU is. I, I think you could make a case for Missoula if it's if it's the brawl of the wild, Montana, Montana State, maybe like a Weber State. You bring, you know, it has to be a certain amount of scenery. I mean, it doesn't matter who Weber State's playing. I mean, look in the look in the mountains of, of Utah. It's a great it's a great backdrop for college game day. But ultimately, I think it comes down to they're either if they're gonna if they're gonna go somewhere, they're either gonna come to Fargo or they're gonna go to JMU. I don't think they're gonna go anywhere else if they if they chose to go anywhere else. They're just not. Now, one one of the things we're talking about during the break, Chase Miller talking about the scenery and the locale. I don't care if you and I is and they they have several losses. They're not undefeated, but you're not gonna put game day in front of the concrete uni dome in front of a blah tailgating setting and scenery that doesn't look good. What made Fargo game day so great that had Bison fans up in arms the first time? Downtown Fargo. That looked great on television. Even when they just showed the highlights there, that looks so cool on TV. Kind of that canning of champions type of thing. And that's what you're looking for when game day is going to go someplace. And let's be honest, there wasn't anything sexy in the FBS when, when they came to North Dakota State. I mean, if there was a one versus 10, I love you, Bison fans. Uh, game day wouldn't been coming to Fargo. I, I mean, and there's also a story behind Fargo because they've won championships. They've won multiple in a row. That's consecutive in a row. It's kind of like when they went to Mount Union or they go to some of these other places every now and then. It, it gets to a point where you're knocking on game day's door so much that they have to respond and go to that institution, and that's kind of what NDSU did. If they didn't beat Kansas State, NDSU would have not got game day the first time. If they don't win national championships in a row – and then beat Kansas State, they don't get college game day. So, one, there has to be nothing sexy. There can't be a top 25-ranked matchup or a, uh, you know, the the axe or some type of, uh, you know, hardware on the line for, for two FBS teams. It needs to be something where they can 
argue to the FBS fans of America going, this is why we're going to uh, Montana or North Dakota State, and, and we're going to show you why, and we're going to prove it to you why, and we're going to have a good time doing it. Now, and, the, Oh, go ahead. And, I mean, there's a reason. I mean, we saw all these FCS schools tweet out, you know, FCS on game day. There's a reason why North Dakota State wasn't on that list of, of tweeting F, hashtag FCS on Great game point. day. And we didn't, I don't even think, I don't think South Dakota State part, partook in that either, didn't I, see if, I, if I recall. But, but they're not going to SDSU. That, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not going to have the Taco, Taco Johns, Johns and Brookings as the backdrop Dakota for, for Marker, baby. Day, but Woo! anyway. <laughs> so, why? <laughs> Let's go to the Brookings Taco John's, man. We'll drink some juice with Stig. It'll be awesome. We'll have a great time, man. It'll be a lot of fun down in Brookings. Cubby's is a great bar down there. We we only kid because we care, folks. We only kid because we care. Before the show, Nolan, you and I were talking about game day in Fargo next week, potentially. It's the only, it's the only date that makes sense to me, doesn't it? I mean, it's homecoming week. Uh, I mean, early fall. It's not going to be terribly cold in downtown Fargo. The only other, the only other date that would make sense is the following week against Missouri State, and that's not going to happen, I don't think. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm looking at it from matchup perspective, but ultimately, it's a long shot. But the only day that makes sense is next week. Shut down 12th Avenue. Do it right in front of Herd and Horns. You take a look at the FBS matchups, which I think Chase is probably doing on his yep. phone right now, and what I'm doing. You have number one Alabama at. Texas A&M, if, if A&M wins this week. I'm not sure if they're even playing. The big one, though, is the Red River rivalry. Mm-hmm. So they're down. not coming to Fargo next week. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. With Oklahoma playing Texas at the uh, Cotton Bowl, the Texas State Fairgrounds, to me, that's 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 the big one. They haven't done a game with Jalen Hurts, a Heisman favorite at Oklahoma. Now they've covered Texas, but but to me, that that would be the big one where if you're a Bison fan and you're looking, well, where, would it, where could game day go? You know, I, I think that Red River rivalry down in Texas, OU Texas is probably the big one. And you also have LSU Florida, Penn State Iowa. Mm-hmm. All those teams are unbeaten. So I mean, there's a couple of other games where an Iowa game. Just, and the only reason why I say that is Fox has the OU, yeah. and, and they've done game day from inside, you know, from from inside uh, the Cotton Bowl before, which is which is fine. But uh, there's other locations. Yeah, to to do it. I so, think they're in Florida today. It, so. Auburn, Florida today. Yeah. It, it would be cool if they could go down to Brookings with the Dakota Marker in a month when NDSU's playing SDSU. You know, you're going to get a lot of people down there, especially if the matchup. Yeah, uh, you just put it right in front of Dana, Dana J. Dyko <laughs> Stadium, uh-huh. and you just do the classic college game day of do it in front of a stadium. I mean, if you want to go in front of Taco John's, I'll take two Cheeros for you. For you, yeah. Brought to you by <laughs> Juice. <laughs> We're running out of daylight here on Heard It Here with Swanee on 7:40 a.m. The fan game day. Predictions, guys. How does this one this afternoon unfold? Chase Miller. 38, will... no. Huh? Uh, yeah, 38 seems to be the right point. Uh, no, I'm going to go probably less than a swan. And what I mean by that is 27 17. <laughs> That's half swan... a swan. Because yeah, Swanee's probably half got 50 for the green and gold. So I'm going 27 17, Bison. Yeah, I-, I think it's a little bit lower scoring. I would say 24 to 10. I don't, I, I don't know. We're going to learn a lot about Illinois State. And I don't know if we're going to learn anything good about Illinois State. I think they're just. A little bit overrated. 24-10. Bison. I want to start by thanking Nolan and Chase for helping out this morning as I'm on baby watch. So they're filling in. And I also want to thank Josh Linus running the boards expertly, as he always does. And Zach taking along for the ride, learning how to do the boards. That makes the show possible. Now let's talk about a full swan, baby. North Dakota State is looking to show that what happened against UC Davis wasn't their best day at the office, despite 
coming away with the win. The Bison offense will be hungry against a very good Illinois State defense. What's a full swan? Is it 40 points? Points are at a premium today, man. North Dakota State is rolling to normal. 35. 35 to 13 against the stash. Brock's back in the Redbirds. It's a big Bison day. Folks, you have a great rest of the Saturday. Thanks to listening to Herd It Here with Swanee. And remember, the strength of the herd is the bison, and the strength of the bison is the herd.